We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Far circle, one-timer, and Ottinger got a piece of that one. Might have gone off the stick of the defenseman in front of the net. Here is Darlene. Up top, Thompson, fire scores! Taze Thompson, the general manager earlier tonight, said shoot the puck, let her rip, and he does there. We're tied at one. The one goal that went in against the Dallas Stars a couple nights ago as the Sabres lost 2-1 to one to Dallas in Key Bank Center. Though they looked exciting doing it, Jake Ottinger decided to replicate a brick wall uh, and... Unfortunately, stymie the Sabres' offensive efforts against Dallas. So, this is Sports Talk Saturday. Kind of, sort of. This is more of an extended Sabres pregame, I think, is what I'm treating this as. And even more so, we've got Pat Malcaro again from the arena joining me here. Uh, More of our Sports Talk Sunday uh, tomorrow. You'll hear more about uh, the Super Bowl. You'll hear more about... um, my t- my take on the NFL honors, which Pat, oh boy, that was a mess. Yeah. Uh, but um, coverage of uh, the big game on WGR, especially tomorrow, it's presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. By Solo Stove, feel the heat of the world's most popular smokeless fire pit. SoloStove.com and by Empire Electric, your residential neighborhood electrician. Visit EmpireElectricians.com. All right, I got the live reads out of the way. Pat, let's get back to business mm-hmm. and. Uh, and one of the things here is um, the Sabres being at this crossroads again. One of the things that continues to baffle me about this uh, about this drought is how they can't manage to put it together just even for one season. And last year they came close, but still managed to fall short. And it turns into this, why did they make the change that they had to make offensively and stylistically mm-hmm. from the fast running gun team from last year. And I think personally that that had to do with expectation. When there's expectations, you're more worried about failure and you try to play more careful about it. Uh, how would I, how would that measure up? I think more or less as a take. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I also think that when you have the goaltenders like, like you have in Devin Levi, who look, I still think is going to be a, a very good goaltender in the league and, Uko Pekalukkanen is developing into a very good goaltender as well, and that could be a, a solid one and one A combination. Like the league uh, is trending, has been trending to for years now. Um, you, you look at some of the best teams in the league, and it's a goaltender by committee, so to speak, with the with the two goalie system. That'll be very good for this team in a year or so. But maybe the thought, 
uh, could have been that, look, we just don't know. We just don't know how th- th- this this tandem or add Eric Comrie to the mix, who has never been a true number one in the league, uh, will will react to it. So we maybe need to dial it back just a little bit because we think the offense will still be there enough. Um, you would not have expected Dylan Cousins to start the season and have the first couple of months that he had. You would not have expected similar out of Tage Thompson uh, for the first couple of months of the year and you know added an injury to the mix as well. So you would have thought that the, the goal scoring would have been there. And also, I mean, Brian and I have talked about this a couple of times recently, um, that the 5-on-5 five five goal scoring was basically the same as what it was last year. Um, but it's the power play. That, to me, is the baffling part is the fact that the power play, which is the same players, uh, I think basically the same system. Now, is it just that teams are loading up on not letting Tage Thompson get off the bomb from from the faceoff dot or from just in, in tight? Uh, you know, Victor Olsson is not scoring on the on the power play anymore, and and you know they're just not getting that offense. And it seems like when the when the offense isn't there, when the key players on the power play are being shut down, the puck movement isn't as good as it had been in the past. A lot of movement with the puck, but not moving it player to player. So to me, the power play is the part of this conversation that I just can't get out of my head. Is I don't understand why it is not. Uh, succeeding at not necessarily the level it was last year but even close to the level it was last year Uh, there's a difference between like not succeeding to the point of where it was last year and actually becoming a detriment to the team which Mm -hmm. is what it is this year it is almost like there are some nights where they're giving up more quality chances on the power play than they're getting and it does look like there's this bit of um a lack of adjustment i would say uh to the power play to try to really make teams start getting to move like you said the puck's moving around a lot but defending it doesn't require as much movement and you're not getting players chasing and out of position for those tage thompson claps or for creative plays that start underneath the net and then going up high it it is becoming one of those things where the repetitiveness is really becoming a problem with the power plays scheming yeah, it's something Marty Baran pointed out to, to Brian and myself. Uh, one of the radio only games, uh, probably about a month and a half ago, is yeah, it, it's it's not that the puck isn't moving. It's just it's a lot of being predictable, and a lot of it is you're just not you're not not making the defense work for it. You're letting the defense kind of dictate to you uh, the the terms in, in the offensive end, and and that's the part of this power play that. It was so vastly different last year. Is the Sabers were taking it to the to the opponent, making those four players or three players on the ice really move around and defend the the puck and, and defend the play, and that just has not been the case this season. Pat Malacaro joining us from KeyBank Center here on the Western Hotline. Uh, Pat, let's get connected with our fans real quick. Mm-hmm. It's brought to you by Northtown Kia, Western New York's number one Kia dealer. Shop online at NorthtownKia.com. I've had a couple tweets coming in here today, so uh, let's answer them a little bit, right? Um, sure. Steve Noble tweeting in, I would much rather lose games while playing the younger prospects, getting them NHL experience, than sitting around waiting on or hoping for a 10-game winning streak that isn't going to happen. Um, and that's something that we brought up earlier, which is like the only way that they can really reinsert themselves into the playoff conversation is uh, a lengthy win streak. But this comes back to that Casey Middlestat conversation of if you trade him, it allows players a chance to uh, to elevate to the main roster here because without a player moving off of this team, there's still no room, which is the weird catch-22 about the Sabres. 
Yeah, and oh, by the way, this isn't a point we talked about earlier, and, and I feel like I want to bring it up. You know, just looking at Casey Middlestat in in uh, you know his, his career so far, he's still only 25 years old. Yeah, I mean, you, you feel like because he came into the league at such a young age that he'd be older than he actually is, and still only 25. So that's why I think that he still has a, a lot of. Uh, he has a higher ceiling potentially to reach as a, as a player, but yeah, it, it comes back to if you're out of the playoff hunt, if you if you decide this is not going to be a year we're going to be able to make a run, then do you move on and and see what you have in some of those prospects that I still think you know if you don't find out now you're gonna you're gonna find out you're gonna have to find out in next season at some point and. Would you want to get them a chance to see what it's like to be in the NHL? That way, if you do rebound, let's say this year is the aberration and last year wasn't, then they're not coming into a a potential playoff push or a team that is in a a playoff spot at the time and have them learning on the fly, so to speak, uh, as they're trying to figure it out in the NHL. All right, yeah, so the other part of this, of course, um, this goes back to a couple conversations I've had with Paul Hamilton, which is you don't give up on a player – uh, too soon like this. And Casey Middlestat, because we were talking more about Ukopeka Lukanen in those conversations, mm-hmm. but this applies to Middlestat. Like you just said, he's only 25. He has been steadily getting better. This isn't like the uh, the explosion that Tage Thompson had experienced for the career arc. This was the steadily getting better and now getting more consistent to his game that it's almost like if you give up on him, is it too soon? And there better be a great return for it, which will tie into the next tweet I've got here. This one coming from Chuck. What is Middlestat worth, and what could we get that's worth a worth a darn? Yeah, I mean, to me, at the trading deadline, you're getting pick, you're getting picks, you're getting prospects, you're mm-hmm. the potential prospects. If you're talking about player for player trades, I know that's happening, and you know, Elias Lindholm gets traded by uh, Calgary to Vancouver, and that I mean that happens before the All Star game, so they're getting basically an extra month out of it. But we're talking about at the trading deadline, you're going to see a lot of the, the draft pick trades, and maybe you you have to wait until later on in terms of you know player for player bigger deal types type conversations for the draft, which by that point, you know, middle stat status, um, you know, would be, you know, heading towards free agency or restricted free agency at that point. So does the team value that? Or, uh, you know, so I I don't know what the return is because you're talking about kind of two different timelines, so to speak, in in what the Sabres potentially could get. Uh, So finally, the last thing here, Pat, being that um, what they could get for him is, is one thing. Giving up on him too soon is another thing. And it is, like I said, it's the double-edged sword, but you could also spin it in great ways uh, no matter how you do it. Uh, Pat, to me, there's just one other thing, and it comes from the text that you had sent me that, you know, sparks us just doing this uh, off-the-cuff sort of of a show. Uh, Again, this team manages to find ways to not make the playoffs. The one thing that we did see them do during the playoff drought was lose on purpose successfully, mm-hmm. yet they still somehow just can't put it together even on accident. Like, say, the Montreal Canadiens winning, uh, getting to the Stanley Cup one season, and that was not a very good roster that had done that, and it just it's just almost becoming this sense of frustration that continues on for the fan base. Yeah, every year there's a team. You can go down the list of every single season. There's a team that goes on an extended run, and that's that's part of it too. You go back to when Phil Housley led team when he was the head coach, and they were in 
what, in first place going into American Thanksgiving, and the, the record for teams making the playoffs was so vastly in the favor of, of them making it, and then you have the disastrous end of January and month of February into March, and they don't make the playoffs. So, yeah, that, that's, that's the thing. You can, you can go year by year and, and see one team, at least one team, that just caught lightning in a bottle for a month period or uh, a six-week stretch and could, could not find a way to fall out of a playoff spot, and, and that just hasn't happened. And that's what makes all of this so frustrating uh, for fans. And, look, I get it. We, we've been – Brian and I have been here for – the whole time uh, on post game shows and tweets, you know, we, we hear the phone calls, we hear the tweets, the text messages. Uh, you know, we used to get those on post game shows. You know, we, we understand all that, and, and we understand that. Look, it it shouldn't have been like this because at some point you almost have to backdoor into a playoff spot by by having one of those runs. Yeah, and you you mentioned that last part of like how you used to get some of these things and. And, and that has to do with this team has created a sense of apathy within the fan base where the environment is still not there. There's been, there have been moments like last year, there were a couple moments. Um, uh, most, I thought the building last year it w- was, that was what it was like. Not, not necessarily in the run of those two seasons going to the conference finals, but right. for somebody who's been going to games since I was a kid, I mean, it was exciting place to be. It was it was fun, a fun atmosphere, and it was the all right. You've proven to us now that you can play a more up tempo style like the league is playing. You're you're fun to watch. You may lose games, but you're losing them five to four, seven to six. You know, in that range, and at least the the product on the ice. I think ended the season the prior year playing that way and gave fans something to potentially look forward to, and fans were just looking to see if that would if they'd find a way to recapture some of that, and they did, and that's what, again, makes part of this so frustrating, is that is that yesterday, is that last year, there was that growth, and this year it has kind of taken that step back. It, and again, it, I, I think I'm not speaking too hyperbolically. That's not something I do, right, Pat? Uh, no, never. <laughs> never, never me. Uh, they're the weirdest franchise in pro sports right now. Yeah, and again, this is a league where you, you and Evan have talked about it, whether it's half the teams making the playoffs, uh, teams accidentally finding a playoff spot. It, that's part of the frustration is that it doesn't matter. The players change, the coaches change, even the GM has changed a couple of times, uh, several times over, over this elongated stretch for the Sabres, and uh, the results remain the same. And that's, that's the I think, the... The confusing, the frustrating part. If you're a fan, and and why it makes you know the, the fans want to say you got to show me, and you've got it, you've got to prove it to me uh, for for me to come out to to games. And again, I thought it was like that last year, and you know this year taking a step back. Pat, thank you for joining me here uh, on a on a brief sports talk Saturday, and uh, I will be excited to listen to you and Brian as I make my way down to the arena with one Brayton Wilson. So. Uh, we're going to try to take in this game. Does that make me even more of a sicko that I'm doing a show complaining about them, yet I'm going to the game? Um, I'll reserve judgment <laughs> on you, Derek. <laughs> Always Enjoy the, the game gentleman. Today. Great, great catching up with you. You too, Pat. Always the perfect gentleman, Pat Malcaro there on the Western Hotline live from KeyBank Center. Him and Brian Cozy will, will be joined by Paul Hamilton to talk more about the Sabres as they take on the Blues this afternoon. From downtown Buffalo. All right, well, we got to get the heck out of here in uh, just a little bit. So... Next segment, in and out. 
I got to get in a car. And uh, yeah, sure, go Sabres. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.